You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. Today on Transmission, which is all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin and around the areas of Mianjin. Today, I have a very special guest who I will introduce later. I want you to be like really excited because I'm really excited to have them here. I've been speaking to her for a little while. So yeah, hang around for a special interview. Later in the episode as well, I'm going to be showcasing some of Navi Karan's music. Navi Karan is a local Mianjin icon and legend. I absolutely love what they do. And they've got a new album out. So we'll be playing some of that awesome stuff later as well. But first up, as per usual, the week in news and events, starting with some events. So Bones, with a Z, tour at the zoo on Thursday, the 25th of August at 7.30 p.m. Bones, Queer Party presents the Bones Tour 2022. After sold-out events across the country, Bones is finally bringing their alternative queer party to Brisbane as part of the Bones Tour, celebrating heavy Australian LGBTQIA plus bands, featuring The Last Martyr, Five Island Drive, and Vilify, plus special guests such as being Jane Lane. So you can head over to the Transmission Facebook page to check out all these events as well at Trans Radio with a Z. There's also on Friday the 26th of August, Moth Process, Queer Culture with a Q at Quiver at Wind Lane in the Valley from 7pm till 9pm for August which is it is a monthly recurring event. We are excited to explore queer culture for major artists brought to us the famous LGBTQIA plus anthems to new and upcoming queer musicians. So hopefully it's the best of everything. Moth Process is a monthly offering of sound, music and exploration presented by Navi Karan and Levi Kola. This is a free to access event and bring a cup with you for complimentary tea. Also, this Friday on the 26th of August at 8pm at the Zoo is Eliza and the Delusionals with their Now and Then Aussie album tour. Last I checked, they hadn't sold out yet, but they were close. So if you want to check out Eliza and the Delusionals this Friday at the Zoo, you better check out their Instagram and their Facebook to grab a ticket. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. And now we're going to go into some news. So there's been some pretty cool stuff happening. Former Australian rugby champion Elia Green has come out as trans. Elia represented Australia playing women's rugby sevens and won gold at the 2016 Rio Olympics, as well as silver at the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. And earlier this year, Elia also took on Channel 7's grueling SAS Australia. The 29-year-old has described his transition as the best decision of his life after suffering mental health struggles after retiring from rugby. Elia has kept his name, hopes, his story can be life-changing as well as life-saving for other people. So much respect to Elia. Thank you so much for coming out and doing what you're doing. There's actually a video that Elia has about coming out called Birmingham Cup 2022, Moving the Goalpost. I'm going to put that link up on the Transmission Facebook page. You can have a watch of this YouTube vid. It's really well done. You get to see some of his heartfelt moments and his story playing rugby. So yeah, check that out on the Transmission Facebook page at Transradio with a Z. Also in some news, Scotland becomes first country to give free period products regardless of gender. So back in 2017, a proposal was made 
and in 2020 it passed. The Period Products Free Provisions Act of 2021 came into effect on August 15th. Essentially, Scotland has provided free period products to school students since 2017. However, this act will now mean that councils and education providers must legally provide them for free to all people who need them, regardless of age, gender or income. The entire act is written using inclusive gender-neutral language, and the explanatory notes lay out the trans-inclusive nature of this piece of legislation. Here's a little bit of an excerpt from it. By defining a person's needs in terms of menstruation by the person, this section ensures that the act applies to transgender and non-binary people who menstruate and not just women and girls, which is awesome. If you'd like to read more about that, you can also check that out on the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. Yeah, and that's also a great place to find any of our other resources and things that we put up there as well, because we have lots and lots of stuff. Anyway, we're now going to go to a couple of tracks. Both of these require language warnings, including the title of this band requires a language warning. So I'm telling you this now before to give you ample opportunity if you've got sensitive ears in your car. Uh, This track is called Tomorrow We Get Healthy by Spike Fuck. Let's go. Gotta get my human. That there was Human by Damien. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm about to have a really cool interview that I've been excited to do for a while. The lovely, the, the gorgeous Reverend Selena McMahon of St. Paul's Anglican Church in Ipswich. How are you? I'm very well, and if you keep that up, you're going to turn my head. I'll bl- I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm blushing. You can't see this on the radio, folks, but I am blushing now. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Ed. Uh, <laughs> what are, and what are your pronouns? Oh, she, her. She, her. Fantastic. I'm so excited to talk to you because you've been on my list of people that I'd like to spend I've been time on your with. to-do list. Is yes, you, you have. You have indeed. Oh, that's good. I'm glad I featured on somebody's to-do list. <laughs> well, mostly because a lot of what you know, transmission is all about is amplifying the trans voices of Mianjin and also trans stories. And I think your story is in partic- is particularly interesting. And I think also to know that you're so close, you're in Ipswich. Also, oh, yes, yeah, we're just knocking on the door next door. Yeah. So uh, and, and Ipswich is is a quite an awesome transgender hub, especially with Banshee's Bar. Mm-hmm. And Al and I talked as well. That's a previous episode if anyone wants to listen to Al and I chatting. But yeah, Ipswich is an amazing place. And it's been only a couple of years since you've come out, really. Yes. Uh, November 2020 was the big announcement to the parish. I mean, the, there were a few people who knew before then, because I, I do prime people and make sure I had my own support network beforehand, but uh, that was when they, they all got told um, that uh, their priest was transitioning, and by and large, they were pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've had quite an amazing story, really, because you've also... How long have you been at the parish as well? I've been there six years now. Six years. Yeah. And you originally came from Ireland, is that right? No, 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 no. no. My, well, my family background is in Ireland. My, my, that's where the name McMahon mm. comes from. But I, I'm from uh, I'm from North Yorkshire, where they all talk a bit like this. You're right. See, I have, to, I have to tone it down so that you can understand me. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I, I, I was in. Uh, I've been. I've lived in North Yorkshire, Lancashire, Northumberland was the last place I was before I came over here. So all the cold bits of England, basically, you know, where where we get where we get where we wake up to the sound of sparrows coughing on a morning, that sort of thing, you know, when we, when when ice forms on the inside of you in your windows, even if you've got double glazing, that's where I'm from. 
Right, right. You're the cold part, the really We're cold the part. The really cold part. Right, right. So I guess that this weather is just lovely for you. This is an English summer to me. Yes. So, yeah. I was saying beforehand, you know, two or three days of this temperature and the newspaper headlines are all, phew, what a scorcher. And like that, so. <laughs> Heat wave. Heat, oh, yeah, water <laughs> shortage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with part of your coming out, there was also a lot of media attention around that. Actually, well, there was and there wasn't, funnily enough. I, we, we sort of expected there would be because um, I was the first, first member of the Anglican clergy to come out who was remaining where they were, staying in, in you know, uh, running a parish. Uh, the other ones who'd come out previously, because there were another two, had been either in diocesan posts or had left and then transitioned to then come back. Mm. Whereas I was actually doing it, uh, you know, live folks, as it were, uh, you know, th- this is how it's happening. So we expected some media attention and I, I did, yeah, they sent me on a training course to practice, you know, being interviewed and things like that. It's all coming in useful today. Um, <laughs> yes, it's um, very tense. It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we did that and then we made the announcement and nothing. There was just nothing. Uh, and I, I was quite glad, actually, because I didn't want to make a big fuss about it you know mm. I just wanted to get on with doing what I was there to do and it was four weeks after I'd transitioned that the media actually decided to do a, a, a nice Saturday morning expose on me and and how the church was wrestling over transgender reverend oh, right. in fact wrestling was the wrong phrase entirely rejoicing would have been better because they were they were really very positive by and large Wow, that's amazing. And I guess that's also sort of contrary to what people typically think about the church with LGBTIQ plus issues as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it dep- it's, it's like everything. It depends where you are. Uh, here in, in the Diocese of, of Brisbane, the, we are a, a very progressive diocese by and large. Here, Perth, Adelaide, a few others as well, fairly progressive. We, you know, we, we're very welcoming to LGBT. Well, obviously, the I'm very welcoming to LGBT people at, at St Paul's, but the ma- majority of people are. There are some dioceses that aren't quite as welcoming, right? Um, and you know uh, that are actually openly hostile towards us, and they're the ones who you tend to see in the news, and that's right. the problem because the, the media, as, as I'm sure you realise, media loves bad news stories because they mm. make better copy. They don't like good news stories quite so much. And that's why, you know, when my story came out and the fact that there was no real backlash from the community, it just died and you know, the story just died mm. to death. And that was good. I was quite glad about that because it meant I could get on with doing important things like, you know, Christmas and stuff like that, which was uh, on the horizon at the time. Yeah, right. Has everything just been really smooth for you transitionally since then as well? Or? As smooth as transition ever goes, yeah, I right. suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's never completely smooth sailing. You do have people who uh, at first are very welcoming and then realise, actually, I'm not so sure about this after all, and then can become quite antagonistic. But by and large, you know, mm. I couldn't have asked for an, a, a smoother, easier transition than, than, uh, than I've had. I, I w- if I'd sat down, you know, two or three months beforehand and written down how this had turned out, I would have thought, well, that's a fairy story. It's never going to work like that. It's yeah. going to be a lot worse. But it really went quite well. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, 
Yeah. I was quite happy with it all in yeah. all. Yeah. And you have a family as well, I hear? I do. I have a wife and two daughters here in, in Australia. And when we came out, I left two sons behind in England because I thought that was a fair swap. <laughs> and uh, well, they, no, they were they'd grown up and were doing their own thing already right, in yeah. the world. So it was, uh, it was much easier to, to do that. Um, and yeah, I've got brothers and sisters and that, all that sort of good stuff back in England as well. Yeah. What's been the most re- rewarding part of coming out for you? Oh, just being alive. Um, yeah. Really, you know, and being able to be, because when when you are when you are hiding because you're having to keep a persona going, mm. um, it takes it saps you. It really takes a lot of energy out of you. And all of a sudden, once I'd actually made the announcement, so there was no fear of being found out anymore, because that was another worry I had all the time. But as soon as I'd made that announcement, all that 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 mask, all that energy I was expending in actually keeping it hidden, I had available to do other things. So it, it actually just was very freeing and very... Um, yeah, it enabled me to actually live a really positive life rather than hiding in, in a sort of pseudo-negative one. Yeah. Do you think that makes you uh, a better reverend? Um, don't ask me, ask my parishioners. <laughs> um, I, I think it helps, it, yeah. as I say, it helps because I, I am able to uh, to focus more, more, uh, more acutely on things than I, I would have been beforehand. Yeah, and I guess when you're like suppressing something inside too and that fear... You know, you're leading your life with a sense of fear inside, as opposed to leading with your authenticity forward. Correct. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, as I say, you know, there was always every day, every day there was always the possibility that you, you, someone would say something or give it away, and and particularly, you know, as I said, I, I started to let people know people on who were on board and on side, and you know, I I didn't just tell any old Tom, Dick, or Harriet. I, yeah, yeah. I went around very carefully um, picking the people I, I told at first, and the um, but th- with every person you tell, there's the potential that they may make a slip and they may accidentally give the game away. Right. And once that's happened, you can't untell somebody. Yes. And so that was always the fear, and it was always a really delicate juggling act of do I tell someone or do I just wait a little while longer and. Because mm. that, that's, again, that's lifted completely. So there was that huge release of, oh, I can actually be me now and, and actually go on yeah. having my life. I mean, I think that's probably the scariest part as well is also, you know, when, you, you, when you're sharing a secret with somebody, which is unfortunate that we're in a world where this sort of stuff is, is secret. Mm. But it's, Im- you know, your story is important as well because I think a lot of people maybe think that it's impossible to come out if anyone's listening out there and they're not quite out yet mm-hmm. um, or not quite sure where they stand in terms of gender. There's always going to be a mountain to climb in life as well. And especially with coming out, it can feel like a mountain. Yeah, but I, I also firmly believe that, you know, th- things worth achieving do require some hard work usually to, otherwise, otherwise they're not an achievement. And, and it has been a bit of an achievement just being mm. able to, to, to be the person I am. So yeah, it, it's never, I don't think it's ever an easy ride. And I don't think, mm. uh, and, and whether you're in the church or you work in a, in a, uh, in a pet servo or whether you, whatever you're doing, mm. I think every different occupation, every different vocation, every different job you could ever think of, has its own challenges that that potentially can can you know can throw you when you oh yeah out. yeah 
So, you know, I, I don't think I had it any more difficult than anybody else. I just had different difficulties to other people. Uh, yeah. That's probably the fairest thing. We were joking earlier off air about, I was like, what, what did you do before beforehand? And you were saying that you worked, is, was it IT? It was IT, yes. <laughs> yeah. I worked in IT and, uh, you know, we, we were commenting that so many <laughs> people, it seems, who uh, trans women uh, have at some stage in their lives worked in IT. Um, <laughs> somebody ought to actually do a, a research project on it. I'm sure there'll be yeah, funding available I'm, I'm for sure. it, you know, if, if uh, you know, yes, out there. it's I, quite funny, actually. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think it's yeah, obviously that, and that's why I said, you know, p- trans people who are transgender didn't appear before 1950s because that's when IT happened, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah, I'm yes. joking, folks. Um, and it's, um, you know, I, but it, 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 it is an interesting trend. I, actually, it, it, there is a, there is possibly something to be done there to see you know, what occupations people have had, not what their current occupation is, but what they yeah. have had, and see if there is a, you know, a preponderance to to one area rather than another. I don't know. It was very interesting because with IT and I guess there was a sort of similar experience I had when I went to university and studied game design. Mm-hmm. There was uh, many queer trans people in the games industry, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I just didn't know this. I didn't know this about this mm. the games mm-hmm. community. Uh, and lo and behold, I spent the next three years struggling with my gender during during uni. But there's somehow we you know we all group together. We find we have similar interests. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not always, but you know. In some cases. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I haven't found many clergy who share my current interest. <laughs> um, but I know they're out there, folks. They're out there. They're definitely out there. Um, we're going to listen to some music and then we'll come back and we'll keep chatting to uh, Reverend Selena McMahon from St. Paul's Church in Ipswich. We're now going to listen to a song by Jay Page, Invincible. I used to think I was invisible. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm joined in studio by Reverend Selena McMahon using she, her pronouns. Yes. 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 Excellent. Yeah. There's not a lot else you can say to that, really. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yes, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> We're going to continue having a chat about life and transness and, mm-hmm. and the church a little bit as well. Mm, that'd be good. Yeah. We were just talking about this during that, that track there. How did you come by your name? Selena. Oh, um, yeah, I got it in, uh, in a second-hand shop. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I actually, uh, well, I, oh, this is this is going back into into the dim and distant, murky past. But before there was the internet, there were well, there was a time. There was a time before the internet. <laughs> yes, uh, and I used to use uh, bulletin boards because that was the only real way you could communicate mm-hmm. with other trans people in and around well the world, but mostly it was in Britain that I was communicating with them. And I thought, well, I'm not going to put my real name up there. I thought I'll put a, a, a false name up. Uh, uh-huh. I thought, oh, well, I'll keep my initials, which were uh, they were S and M. They still are S and M. I'm sorry right, about right. that, folks. But, yeah, yeah. You know, so I thought I'll keep that, and so I, uh, I, I scrabbled about a bit, thinking, well, what, what, what female name should I adopt? And I didn't just want to feminise my existing name, and I, I went through a few other names. I thought, no, I'm not a Sophie, I'm not a Susan, I'm not a Samantha. And actually, son number one was actually on his way at the time, mm-hmm. and so uh, we had a book of babies' names that we we were using to to select a name for him. 
or to help in the selection, I should say. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's have a look at the S names for girls. And I just started leafing through it until I came across Celine. I thought, that's quite a nice name. That's a bit different. Um, so I just used that as a bulletin board name. And it kind of stuck. And I thought, well, I don't see any reason why I should change it. So it's it's been my, uh, or it's been an online name I've been using for over 30 years now. So it's... Well, there uh, you go. There you are, you see. That's what happens when you go, when you start digging into archaeology. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, like baby baby books and baby names is pretty much most transgender people's mm. like go to location. And looking at baby yeah. names, yeah. What, what which one fits, which one doesn't fit. Yeah, you know, you have a short list of names and. I love um, the way that you went to the keyboard there. Yes. Because yeah. you would do it on the internet nowadays. So <laughs> you so, you as do. I say, old school, it was a paper book that we used to use. A you what know. Book? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A it paper? Was, it was papyrus scroll, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, right. Well, th- I also did a similar thing, though, which is my initials. Uh, so the first. The, the first letter of my name, Ez, is, was, you know, E was also mm-hmm. for my, yeah. my dead name as well. Yeah. Um, I decided that I wanted to keep the E. Um, there's also a bit of a joke with trans with trans men, which is the, the joke. It's a it's a bit of a it's a tongue in cheek thing, but trans men will say to cis men, "Oh, nice name! Did your mum pick that for you?" Mm. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit yeah. fun uh, with name picking and choosing your new name. And yeah, I, like I must admit, I I now have a middle name as well, which I never used to have. I used to tell people that my dad couldn't afford the ink for the birth certificate. <laughs> I can't use that that line nowadays. But it, it does mean though, because I, I I don't use my middle name in signing my name, I don't have to change my signature, which I thought that was quite a useful thing. Yes, as well. same. Yeah, yes. it just means it so it still flows nice and easily. Yes, well, my signature is illegible anyway. It's just ah, well, so. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was pleased to keep the e because the E was my focal point for my signature uh-huh, as yeah, well. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much about my signature now. <laughs> um, Just make sure it's on the check at the end of the, of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. that's We are definitely getting paid here. Shifty eyes. <laughs> so for people, I have, a, I have a final question for you mm. before we, we, we talk about uh, some music. But for people who, who haven't come out and they're out there, to our trans, uh, maybe clergy, mm-hmm. clergy people mm-hmm. as well. And uh, what words of wisdom would you give them? Choose your time to come out. Don't let other people drive it. If you if you let people drive your 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 re- revelation, mm. sounds very biblical, doesn't it? <laughs> um, you know, then your genesis will be all the worse for it. I think you really need to actually own your own transition. Um, and and not be swayed by other people, as I mentioned to you earlier on. Um, I did have a lot of people advising me, saying, "Oh, it's clear that you are, you know, and I, you ought to think, you know, you ought to do that." And I, I was never ready to do it back then. I, you mm. know, talking a few years ago now, I kept saying to them, "I'm not brave enough to do that," and I wasn't brave enough then, and I didn't have the the need to do it then mm. but there comes a point where that need actually exceeds your ability to continue to function normally and that's when you need to do it but mm. you need to be the person who makes that decision not other people for, don't let them make it for you I think that's the one thing I would advise mm. because everyone else's everyone's transition is different and everyone's you know different speed different start point different end point mm. so to try and advise on that would be foolish but I think you know yourself when the right time is and just you know once you've made that decision go with it yeah beautiful thank you so much for that's that that's all right i think yeah it's it's really 
it's really powerful to know that you are in control of your own journey. And I think when we're in a world surrounded by so much information and a lot of stories, you know, mm. we, we have access to people's stories at, you know, at our fingertips now. And when, when we witness and listen to many stories, not only do we, we inform decisions about our own lives as trans people, mm-hmm. but we also sometimes are comparing our nature to other people's stories. Mm. And that's not always a good thing because every, every story starts and ends differently for everyone and everyone has different medical access maybe some people don't want medical intervention as well and the competition within the trans community for what is transness and queerness is real it is there yes um and you know are you queer enough are you trans enough and and this kind of weird pressure for most trans people that i know that doesn't exist and Mm. it shouldn't exist and this sense of competition in our identity Mm. should not exist we are all unbelievably unique and that is what makes our stories so powerful and I really appreciate you coming in today, Selena, and, and, and talking about your story. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. We're going to listen to a track by Navi Karan, actually. So Navi Karan's just released a new album called Brown Church. I believe they have a performance on the 3rd of September, the 2nd and 3rd of September. The Brisbane Festival as well just happens to be the beginning of Pride Month. Yeah, I'm going to that. I'm very, very excited. Navi Karan, also like the playlist of music in their album is so good. One of their tracks is called Entire City, and I'm going to play that for you. I really love this one. Have I ever told you I want to be an entire city to you. Have you ever wondered the colors we could manifest if this was our foundation? You're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. My name is Ez. I've only got about a handful of minutes left before the end of the episode today. I hope you've enjoyed my chat with Reverend Selena McMahon, as well as, yeah, the weekend events and news. If there's anything that you have missed out on that you'd like to listen back, you can head over to the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. Uh, we put up podcasts. We've got also our full triple Z on demand. You can listen back to the whole episode whenever you want. Over the next five weeks, we keep them logged. And that includes all the music and everything like that as well, including all the mistakes and many, many ums and ahs. So yeah, that's enjoyable. <laughs> so if you like that, you can check all that out there. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. See you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Z.